Hello everyone, it's winter here. I hope you're all doing well and good. And also I have a good news for you after a long, long week of wait. I will be uploading more regularly, so you will be getting around two to three episodes a week. So stay tuned. Also, I could not sleep tonight, so in this sleepless night of mine, I decided to write a script for my next episode, which I think I stirred up in about like 30 to 45 minutes, and I decided to record at 2 in the morning because I just couldn't wait for tomorrow. Anyway, so... In today's episode, I wanted to talk about my life and how the world felt to me after my father's passing. How I saw the world and people around me change because I couldn't just fit everything into one episode. And also, I decided to make two episodes related to my father because, um, specifically because of this, um, incident this event that um that sort of like came upon us was that a lot of things happened in this certain situation surrounding this certain situation and things that happened after it that kind of changed who i am as a person and changed my perspective on things also I will talk about everything in the form of points because that will make it easier and quick. Now firstly when my dad passed, so many people and relatives that I didn't even knew existed came to pay their condolences and I was awkward as usual. So I didn't know how to act, what to say, how to talk. Obviously because it was a first time for me and not even the thought of having to go through something like that had ever crossed my mind. So you kind of get the idea of how hard and weird it was for me to deal with stuff I was being said to. Now, secondly, I was also always bullied in school, quite often actually, in different ways and for different reasons. And now, I'm not the kind of person who holds grudges against people or is always plotting a revenge against those people every time they see them. But you know, you know how people forgive and forget? That's not me. I forget and then I forgive. Because I just, I I don't tend to hold grudges against people, which often causes in me forgetting them and moving on very, very quickly. But I guess there's just some things that someone does to you that, that it's so hurtful deceitful or or betraying in a way and ever so painful that um i guess it stays with you forever and so i had many experiences of such in my school 
Um, I remember when I first got my admission into the school, which was, by the way, in sixth grade for the first time going to a school officially because but all those 12 or 13 years of my life I had homeschooled by myself. I went to a private school at grade three, but that's a different topic for another episode. So my first day at this school, our geography teacher asked the smartest girl in our class to mark all the answers to the exercise questions in our book for me. And while she was marking them, she asked me where I was from. And I told her that, oh, um, I was born here, but I'm originally from Kashmir. She asked me a question that caught me off guard. And she said, oh, we're in Kashmir. Are you from the Indian side or the Pakistani side? And that's usually a question a lot of people ask when you tell them you're from Kashmir. Because, I don't know. Um, I said, I don't know what side I belong to, but I know that I belong to this city. I told her the name of this city. And she said, oh, that's on the Indian side. You're an Indian? I was like, I didn't know what to say. So I was like, just looking at her and she was like, you're an Indian. Oh, you know how much I hate Indians? I hate India. And like, I hate Indians. And like, they're so mean. They're so rude. And I was like, you can't say that. You've never met Indian people. She was like, well, I met you. You're mean. I was like, you have not even talked to me enough. But, But like, I could kind of tell how people were at school. I didn't say that to her that like, you haven't talked to me enough but that's what I thought that she hasn't even talked to me but she's judging me so quickly I went quiet and she was like oh you know how uh, whenever Pakistan loses in a cricket match against India I always curse them so much I feel like throwing eggs on their heads and like throwing tomatoes and cursing them and whatnot and I felt hurt even though I'm not an Indian but I felt hurt because I know that if If I even was an Indian, I would have felt hurt. But even though I'm not, if someone talked like that about Saudi Arabia or someone talked like that about Kashmir or Pakistan, I would have felt hurt. Even though I don't live in those, any of those countries or cities, I would still have felt hurt. So I had to deal with that on my first day. Then because she was so obsessed with bringing me down and making me the bad guy because oh i was an indian and being an indian is a crime it's a grave sin somehow she decided to play a very very petty game with me so one day in home time i was sitting alone on a bench and she came up to me with her group of friends and she was always walking around school like you know she owns the place and she was like those mean friend groups like you see in hollywood high school movies so she came up to me she was like we're gonna play a little game with you i was like sure what is the game and she was like so we're gonna say some words in hindi and you're gonna have to tell us what they mean 
I was like, I don't speak Hindi, but okay. She said words that I didn't even know existed. And I clearly said to her that I have no idea what those words mean. She asked me like three words and I said, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And every single one of them. She's like, okay, thanks for the game, bye. And that's all she said and she left. I was like, what do I do? Like, was it a mistake telling her where I was from? And then, we had teachers that looked me up and down because they thought, oh, I was a very um, unlikable student just because I wouldn't talk as much and just because I would read the books on my own they thought that oh she doesn't talk much she probably reads books all the time because she doesn't know shit about what she's studying but there was this one teacher that gave me hope of actually proving to everybody that no i'm not as bad as you think i am i'm the best i can be and i am actually the best student in class she was my sixth grade english teacher because sixth grade was when i got an admission into the school she was an english teacher and she was very very kind with a very 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 gold of a heart she reminded me of my mom in many ways she was short she wore glasses and um her name translated to beautiful so i mean she was beautiful one time i guess the first day that i was it wasn't the first day i guess it was the third day i was in my english period and um let's just name this bully girl hannah because I don't want to say her name for reasons um, I mean for the reason that she will spread dumb rumors about me that oh I hold, I hold grudges against her which is why I spoke about her and I don't want her to think I'm that desperate for attention which I'm not by the way um, so she our teacher asked a question it was like a fill in the blank and in the book and we had to she asked us to fill in the blank she was like okay this 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 blank this and we had to choose from the options that were given in the book and that girl oh i remember what the fill in the blank was you need a lot of blank to be a soldier and she said uh oh you need information you need a lot of information to be a soldier and because i had already finished the sixth grade course beforehand by myself when i was homeschooling I raised my hand and she said yes and I said you need a lot of courage to be a soldier and she was like that's correct and then she just like slowly strolled up to me and she was like you um you already finished your book I see and I was like ah uh, yeah she was like so you've studied this before I said yeah I homeschooled and she was like oh by yourself and I was like yes she was like that's very nice self-study that's a very smart thing you know I was like oh thank you and um she was like smiling at me like and the way she was looking at me if i think about it now it it was filled with so much hope like oh finally a good student in class 
and she was so so nice she was like another mom i had at school i went to her for every problem and it was the first time i found out that teachers can be mothers too they can be your guardian too I remember the day she left I cried a lot. She helped me through so much with my toxic friendships and with she gave me a really good advice. She was like, "You know, you shouldn't care about these friendships that you make in life because your main focus should be yourself. You should focus on yourself. You should focus on your goal, your career because the kind of person you are, I know you. You love having you love the thought of having a career and you love the thought of being someone and she wasn't lying i do if someone put a choice in front of me to have a career that i don't like but to marry someone i would go with a career that i don't like rather than marrying someone because to me having a career and being an independent person is a very very strong and powerful thought because it's just a very very um it's so bold and strong in a way i can't explain like i would choose having a career over anything else and she said you can be someone and i know you I expect a lot from you. I I know that you can you can be someone and I want to see you be that someone. I want to see you at a place where no one except like, expects you to be. And I came home and I told my mom she was like, she, "You know what? That's the first time I'm hearing that there's a good teacher in the school and you got to stick with this teacher." And I did. But I remember the day she left I cried so much because I was like who's going to help me through all the shit I'm going to go through in the future. Then um let's talk about the beginning of grade 8. So grade 8 began with um very very fun first day of class i went in and i was surprised by my friend who said she was going to leave but she didn't so i was very happy i was like oh you're still here she was like oh yeah you're still here too and i was like yeah we're both here i guess and then there was a lot of new um students in our class at that time and one student in particular i remember seeing kept staring at me and while i was talking to my friends about my holidays and what i did and this other girl came up to me she was like hey excuse me i was like yes she was like um she's asking if she can sit with you because she wants to listen let's call her snake the girl who wants to listen to me let's call her snake so i said yeah sure why not because i was instantly reminded of how it feels to be left out and how it feels to be overlooked because you're the new kid and everybody thinks you know nothing. So I didn't want her to feel left out and feel bad, so I included her with this. And the first day she was like, "Oh, you're so nice. I really like talking to you." And she was like listening to me and she was like, "Oh, you're so nice." And then I noticed how she was trying to copy the way that I talked. And if there is something that annoys the absolute hell out of me is that when people try to copy me, 
when people try to be like me it annoys me it irritates me like be your own self dude don't copy me it, it, it annoys me so i noticed that but i ignored it because at one point i also wanted to be like that hannah girl because i thought she was so well liked by every teacher of the school and every student in our class so she did not treat me very nicely uh all through my school years um so this snake girl she wanted to be my friend and i finally thought that okay maybe i can finally have a best friend uh, all my life i have always been so desperate for best friends only to find out i will have a best friend who is like another mom who is my age never mind i still like her though um so time passed i think i think it was like the second or third day and i became up to class after our break our lunch time and um this snake girl was sitting in the front and i was like singing something and i like walked into class and i like swang my bottle in front of her face i didn't even hit her with it i just like swang it from afar and she was like okay i have been noticing you've been hitting on me you like hitting on me as in like you've been hitting me i was like what when and she did not hear a word i said she just went on and slapped me so hard i remember my ear going like beep for like a good 15 seconds and i was like wow my world is spinning is this heaven but like no it wasn't that was actually hell I was very very angry at that moment I remember I was like I rushed back to hit her but I couldn't like I was obviously going to like I wasn't even going to slap her back or hit her I was obviously just going to like shove her in the arm and be like why would you hit me I was very angry I came home that day and my mom was upset about something so like she scolded me and I started crying and I was like okay so I already got hit at school and now I come home and mom's scolding me and my sister was like what so now this particular sister of mine she can she can read through my my lies she can like she knows everything <laughs> So she was like, "Did you tell mom?" I was like, "No." She was like, "Go and tell her right now." And I told mom, and she was like, "Why didn't you hit her back?" And I started crying, and then my both my sisters got there. I was like, "I can't. It's not in me. I cannot hit people. I hate it. It feels bad. I like it. It doesn't feel like me." So my mom said that you should speak to your teacher, your class teacher. And our class teacher had changed so because we were in grade eight, and every new class we have a new class teacher. So. um i went to her and i was like okay so i wanted to talk to you about this this and oh i remember and when i said to this snake girl that i will tell the teacher like i will complain to her what you did she said oh who's going to say anything to me i'm a teacher's daughter anyway and that hurt me a lot because to an extent i guess i knew that what she was saying what she was saying was true and nobody was going to take my side so um I was very sad, but I still went up to my teacher with a lot of hope and I told her that this is this happened and this particular girl did this, like did this with me and she said this and this is how she acted but I did not hit her back 
and she was like, oh, well, I will talk to her. And I, when I told her that she said, oh, I'm a teacher's daughter, nobody, nobody's going to say anything to me. She was like, um, I will come into the class and I will talk indirectly. I did not notice what she said at that point because I was like, okay, I'm finally being heard. Yes. So she came into class and she talked and as far as i noticed that that snake girl was not paying any attention at all i was like you need to talk directly but you are not because you are a pansy of a teacher so um time skip to the end of grade eight and start of um our summer vacation Mm, this girl at the end of like our towards the end of our like school like before the beginning of our summer holidays she got quite close to me and she said that oh I because she was very sad and she would be like upset all the time so I would kind of like console her and be like hey it's okay you can talk to me and so she said that oh you know when i first came you were my inspiration i really saw how you talked and i admired the way how everybody listened to you and by everybody she meant my friends and um i wanted to be like you and also i know that that day when you swung that bottle in front of me i slapped you and I said that, oh, it was your fault that you hit me on the face. I know that it was my fault and I put the blame on you and I'm sorry for that. I was like, well, I mean, it's in the past and we should look over it now. And um, I guess after that, when my father passed away, she came with her mom. And um, she was very sympathetic towards me like everyone else. Then, um, about a day later, she texted me on social media, on, like, on my social media account, saying how she was sorry and how she wronged me many times in school and how she felt guilty for it. And she said that she hoped I could forgive her and be best friends with her. My reply to her was that, I never held any grudges against you, and nor did I ever hate you, and you have always been my friend. So I thought maybe people will like me now since I lost my father. They'll be more sympathetic towards me, and they'll think that, oh, I've lost my father, so they would, like, be caring towards me, and they'll be like, oh, no, we have to be careful with her, and, like, we have to like her, we have to be nice to her boy was i wrong and my time in school after dad was close to living in hell knowing you'd have to wake up every single day and face people shoving this question of how your dad passed was excruciatingly painful and extremely crucial because you're in a state of mind always where you feel like dropping yourself on the floor and weeping for hours and to make it even worse people come up to you to always remind of remind you of how your dad passed by asking the same stupid question over and over again 
it gets really frustrating and drives you mad to the point of mental exhaustion. But then again, what matters most is how well you walk through the fire. It's a quote by Charles Bukowski. Um, number three. Now, all this time from people from school changing and snitching and being their natural snake selves i never noticed how i had a whole rumba of rattlesnakes in my own home and family it was as if a certain someone was waiting for the exact moment my father would pass away so that they could hold authority over us and boss around acting as if they were owners of the house and they owned us and as if we were nothing but mere servants working for them and living under their roof along with that i saw people who vowed to always love me with their whole life and to never put me second to anyone. Drop me lower than insects living deep down in the soil of earth. It only added more salt to the wound and more fuel to the blazing fire and caused more pain and hurt. Because I trusted that one person to protect me, to protect my family because I no longer had a father. I no longer had my savior. I no longer had my guardian. I no longer had that person who would always stand up for me no matter what. I wanted this person to protect me, to protect my family, to be family and to protect us all. But you gave up on all of us and went ahead and stood next to the person trying to break us all apart. You did that. You broke us all apart. You tore us, our family, and everything that we all had left to shreds. All because you went and supported and stood with that person who was so toxic and manipulative and might I say is very good at their job. And even did an oh-so-well job in brainwashing you and turning you against your sisters and mothers, family, and, like, your own... Turning you against your own mother and making us look like the bad guys. Always, when all we ever did was love and support you through every decision you made, whether it hurt us or not ignoring and looking past those mistakes those hurtful actions and words you threw at us and not to mention all those times you disrespected us and made us feel and think so lowly of ourselves made us doubt ourselves made me doubt myself Now, if you think about it, this is a lot for just a 15-year-old to go through who has just lost her father. Seeing and 
feeling her world come crashing down in front of her eyes, knowing she has nothing left and no one and no hope to hold on to. And by the way, this is just a glimpse of what has happened and what is happening. Imagine if I told you the whole story. Scandalous. <laughs> but let's move on to number four. Now, because of all these scary memories, hurtful words, and my haunting past and present imprinted in my brain forever, I am insecure. I am always anxious and get depressed very often and easily. I always doubt myself. I I don't like meeting people and seeing their fake smiles, knowing that behind all this facade that they're holding up are scary monsters ready to tear you down and really, really bad people who hurt and use others to their liking then dismiss them like a case that never even made sense in the first place. But it's, it is what it is. Now, I don't like talking about myself, but it messed up my head. It has whirled a never-ending chaos inside me, inside my soul and my mind. And one that seems like it won't be leaving me any sooner. Also, some people don't realize how their opinions, words, and actions can affect you mentally and internally. And by internally, I mean our hearts. And what's even scarier is the fact that people can actually die of a broken heart. And this fact makes it even worse. And to think that there have been people who passed because of this syndrome, it's painful to think about. I wanted to be a good woman who always treats people nicely. The only problem is that, I don't say this to anyone, but I don't trust people now. I know for a fact all people are like two-faced snakes, which is why I dislike being around them. It tires me to see their fake demeanors. It really does. Because you know this any person that you're looking at you're with right now you should like so you know in my religion it's said if you want to see the real side of a person you should see them you should be around them when they're angry because that's when the real person in them will come out the way they act when they're angry will show you the kind of person they are. If they're calm, even when they're angry, that shows how much of a patient person they are and how much thoughtful and how mature they are. If they burst out and lash out their frustrations on you, they scream, they yell, act like a child, stomp their feet, 
ball their fists up, that just shows how immature and childish they still are. Alright then, I guess that is it for today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And thank you for listening to Story Heritage. This is Winter. If you like my podcast and today's episode, make sure to let others know about it too. And I'll see you next episode.